What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Geno Time Podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Tom Westerholm. I'm here with Nicole Yang and Chris Grenham. And guys, we just were introduced to Ime Udoka, the 18th coach of the Boston Celtics. Udoka had his first press conference with the media. I mean, obviously, a lot of uh, pandering, a lot of, wow, this organization is so great. Um, a lot of, we're going to win our 18th banner. A lot of, Ime is a great guy. I mean, just, I mean, any actual takeaways, I guess, from today's events? I mean, he wasn't afraid to sling it. I kind of liked that because like you mentioned, there's a lot of like, oh my God, Ime is such a great conversationalist. It was fun to hear Ime like call out Brad. He was like, sorry, Brad, but you know, 27th in assists last year, like that's not going to cut it. We want to have more team basketball, which is also like a valid statement in itself. So it was nice that he was able to, you know, poke some fun at Brad. And overall, he seems like a pretty likable guy. I understand why they found him so engaging and such a good conversationalist because he said all the right things he was pushing all the right things so no grand takeaways but he does seem very likable he does seem very likable but yeah it was very much an intro press conference lots of pandering lots of textbook quotes but seems very likable he seems to really value relationships which we heard a lot about with other people talking about him prior to this press conference he seems to really value those relationships that he has with players already on the Celtics roster he seems excited about the personnel I mean he wasn't going to say that this was his second choice but he did say that the personnel and the people that they have within the organization just kind of made this his top choice and it seemed like he was the Celtics Celtics top choice as well. So it's hard sometimes to grab impressions from an intro press conference. Regardless, he did seem like a likable guy. I think maybe if he can sling it like that, we might get a couple more quotes than we got from Brad Stevens pre and post game availability. So that's something positive. Yeah, he didn't seem as, you know, as dry as Brad often is. And sometimes Brad can be like very dryly funny. Brad has a very dry sense of humor, which is entertaining. But like, yeah, I mean, Ime like definitely like seems, I'll be curious to see as he gets into the job a little bit more as he gets to know some of the people who who report on him and all that, um, just how the dynamics will go there. You know, I, I thought that one of the things he brought up several times was just kind of how well he relates to young guys. Um, and one question, you know, he, he was talking about how when he was playing with the Knicks, Isaiah Thomas was the first coach to tell him he'd be a coach. Then he said he, he talks to Kawhi Leonard when he was in San Antonio and tell him, you know, why wait? What are you waiting for? Then he said he'd say the same thing to Jason and Jalen. He definitely seems to be a guy, like you said, who values relationships, but also a guy who's interested and engaged in the young guys on the team. Celtics have a lot of young guys on this team. We'll see how many of those young young guys make it to the season on this team but I do think that like he seems to be somebody who cares quite a bit about that and and wants to really motivate young guys he said that he liked or the players liked the fact that he was going to be on their ass all the time and he said and he's spoken to a lot of them already so I think he's a seems like a pretty good motivator as well at least he prides himself on being a good motivator and it seems like that's part of his relationship with a lot of these younger players and I didn't realize he had a pretty good relationship with Peyton Pritchard since he yeah. was a younger kid in, in Oregon. That was something I had no idea about. So he has more connections from the Celtics roster than I initially assumed. Just a kid out of Westland. Nailed it. <laughs> No, but I mean, he really does seem to have a lot of connections to the Celtics roster. Like, I mean, he has the connection to Al because he coached him in, in Philly. He has, you know, the connection to Marcus, Jalen, Jason from Team USA. He has the one with Peyton Pritchard. Like, that's like most of the starting lineup. Three out of the five of the starting lineup, Al's probably going to play, you know, almost starter minutes. Like, he definitely has a connection to a lot of these guys. I, You know, I think that... 
I doubt that was the reason the Celtics hired him. I, I suspect that they hired him more because of the acumen. And then Brad kind of talked about how he has this kind of warm but intense personality. I, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that was, you know, basically what Brad said was that he's he's likable, but he's also kind of intense. I think all of those things probably appealed more than just like relationships with the Celtics players. But certainly having those relationships and, and Yudoka thanked Tatum and Brown for, for giving him the thumbs up. So, I mean, it, it's certainly not nothing. There were clearly two focuses for him. He kept referring to Jalen and Jason as the, quote, young pillars of the organization. And he really harped on how he wants to bring the most out of them, how they know he's going to be, quote, on their ass and that he's going to push them and how they're cool with that. But he also like didn't neglect the young players and was emphasizing the importance of getting the most out of them too if the team wants to be successful. I think one of my other takeaways too is that he briefly compared it to his San Antonio days where he spent uh, an extended period of time as an assistant. The whole thing with Kawhi I thought was kind of cool. So I know they're going to tell us that he was their first choice regardless, but it really does seem like he is a great fit for this job and that he's really set up for success. And I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do in this role because all signs point to this being like a pretty fruitful partnership. Yeah, I'm also excited too, because I think it's going to be much different than Brad's tenure in a good way. Not that Brad was a bad coach by any means, but it sounds like he's really going to take pride in being like that tough, hard coach. Because he said the players are asking for it. Someone asked him if he was concerned about the players kind of accepting that hard coaching. And it seems like that's going to be a point of emphasis for him, which Brad Stevens was a tough coach behind the scenes. You just didn't see it as much. I don't know. I think that Ime Udoka's style will be kind of welcome and a welcome change for a team that was kind of sitting in limbo for a little bit. One other takeaway I had, I, uh, if I was a Celtics assistant coach, I would be brushing up my resume based on his answer. He was asked, are you planning on retaining any of the members of the current coaching staff? Are you going to kind of look elsewhere? And Yudoka said, basically tons of great candidates out there. I have the benefit of being a journeyman and being in so many organizations. So you meet a lot of people. I have a lot of relationships built around the league. Yeah. I just, I, (laughs) that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like a guy who's thinking that he's going to keep all of Brad's staff around. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what that means for individual guys. You know, maybe it's, it's something where keeping Jay Laranega around might make sense for some continuity or, you know, Scott Morrison or something like that. It also might be something where Yudoka just kind of has his own idea of what he wants to do and, you know, his own guys that he wants to have around. And, and if so, I mean, that, that makes sense. He's the head coach now and then he gets to do that. He gets to set the culture how he wants to set it. Apparently, he's bringing in Will Hardy, who was on the Spurs staff. That's a good addition. Will Hardy's been in pop system for a while. I think he was on the Team USA staff as well with Ime Udoka. So, I mean, he's someone whose name is always brought up among top assistants throughout the league. I think he's coached a bunch of summer league teams in the past. So if that's the first reported addition to his staff, then I think that's a really solid one. Will Hardy, a uh, Massachusetts college basketball player, I believe. Williams, Uh, right? God, Nescak. Yeah, I think they crushed it when he played at Williams. I think they were very, very good in the like mid 2000s or 2010, 2009 when he was there. I think they were a very good program. Definitely. Other other takeaways. I mean, I thought definitely a lot of focus on. I don't know. I mean, do you guys get sick of hearing like the Banner 18 chatter? Like, you know, yes. like the whole goal for this thing is, is is Banner 18. It's like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Of course, that's the goal. Like, I don't know. I, I get kind of sick of that chatter. But like, you know, like oh, he's super committed to trying to bring us Banner 18. Every time I hear somebody say that, I'm just kind of like, well, yeah. I mean, I would assume that came up during the hiring process that this guy was going to be committed to winning Banner 18. I would hope the coach you are hiring, I would hope his goal or her goal
goal is to win a championship with your team. That seems kind of obvious. Yeah, it gets kind of old, but from an organizational standpoint, maybe even from a PR standpoint, I feel like they have to say it like banner 18 or die. Wick like has to say it at every press conference, but to answer your question, yes, I do get very sick of hearing the banner 18 chatter at every introductory press conference. I mean, he even dropped an anything is possible. Yes, he did. He did. So yeah. it's like, I mean, hopefully we don't have another introductory press conference with a coach anytime soon, but we should create like a bingo card or something before the next one. And I'm sure we will nail a bunch of the phrases that will be said. Yeah, I bet we will. Do we think that even with these Zoom press conferences, they still turn all the scoreboards and all the numbers in the Auerbach Center to the number 18? Because I think they might, even I think though we can't see it. Do. I, I would be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think that Nia Long was there, or do you think that she did not have time for this crap? They were acting like she was there. They welcomed they were the acting. two of them and were, like, speaking very much like she was there. I feel like she definitely was there. This is her husband's, like, first head coaching job. Like, I think she was there. That is true. Kind of a big moment. Are they yeah, engaged? I mean, Are they married? What? Oh, engaged. You're right. So, you're right. You're right. So I, have they I been engaged? They've been engaged for a while though, right? Like apparently it's one of those, like they're very committed to each other, but like they just don't really see marriage as necessary type things. Fair, so. fair. Yeah. I mean, any other takeaways? I thought, I, honestly, again, I thought it was pretty straightforward. I thought that Brad basically kept to him. I, one thing I, got, I guess I did think was kind of interesting. Brad didn't say much. Um, Brad wasn't asked much. I think Brad probably likes that quite a bit. <laughs> like just not having to say anything. Just, yes, here's the guy I have procured as the new head coach. Please leave me out of it. A line that Ime said that stuck out to me as, oh, this shows how he and Brad are very similar was when he goes, yeah, I'm not really a big self-promoter, but I knew this day would come because of the work I put in. So I feel like, again, there are a lot of parallels between Ime and Brad. Like the Venn diagram is not a full circle, but like there's a lot of overlap. Oh yeah, plenty of connection. I think they're very similar. He even said they were super aligned from the first Zoom meeting that they had, which makes sense. It seems like their basketball priorities and regular priorities are very much in order. The other thing that stuck out to me was in talking about the Team USA experience and working with the Celtics score, he very much could have downplayed that and just said like, yeah, like I got to know them. And I think there's plenty of coaches who might have downplayed that, but he definitely did not. He actually said there was a, quote, natural bond between those guys and him during their time with Team USA. So I think that's noteworthy. I think he certainly believes in the relationships that he's built with those guys, and he certainly didn't try to downplay that. So I think that's a major positive. And I'm sure they talked about that extensively throughout the interview process, so they're well aware of that. But I think that's a major positive for the Celtics, that he's confident in the relationships that he's built with Smart, Jalen, Jason, and Kemba, but that doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) <laughs> it is funny how like Kemba's just like left out of the conversation, even though he did also work with Kemba, but now yeah. it's just like, yeah, he's worked with Jalen, Jason and Marcus. <laughs> and no one else. That <laughs> <laughs> is funny. He probably, if he worked with those guys at that time, he probably did build a pretty good relationship with Kemba Walker because those guys yeah. are all pretty inseparable at that time. Maybe he also built a, a good relationship with Donovan Mitchell since, uh-huh. uh, you know, think about it. The last thing I'll say, one of the guys that, that I think kind of reminds me of, of Yudoka, at least, at least from the picture that's being painted for us of him is Rick Carlisle. He's going to be intense. He's going to be on you. But at the same time, players do seem to respect him, you know, for the most part. Obviously, there's players who don't, players who don't get along with him. But Carlisle always kind of had that reputation of being a bit of a, like a, you know, more intense guy, a bit of a, you know, a guy who would go after you, but, you know, real good on X's and O's, really good on all that stuff and, and somebody who can get a lot out of his guys. So I, I wonder if that's kind of an archetype for how he's you know for how how he might be as a coach and if so Carlisle's a pretty successful guy yeah I think Brad's words were quote tough but also very warm
So this is going to be our Shades on Beer Company segment. Once again, we're not going to do a draft just because there's not too many things to draft at the moment, but this is going to be our altered Geno Time draft sponsored by Shades on Beer Company, the makers of the Geno Time Stout, which will be available soon. But if you're a Celtics fan in Rhode Island, Shades on Beer Garden and Tasting Room is in West Kingston, Rhode Island. So we highly recommend you go check that out. Really, if you're a Celtics fan in New England at all, keep an eye out for Shades on Beer Company products. And if you're in the area, go to West Kingston, check out the Beer Garden and Tasting Room. We're going to pick assistant coaches that we think should stay on staff because it seems like Ime Odoka is kind of going to clean house a little bit and bring in his new staff, which is understandable. But there's a chance that one or two stick around. That's going to be our job today. So I'm going to take Jay Laranega because I think this is a really easy question. And I think other people would have also taken Jay Laranega. He's worked so extensively with Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum over the last couple of years. And they seem to really, really enjoy working with him and have really, really like they've praised him when asked about him. So I think if you do want to keep someone from this staff, Jay Laranega, one, is someone who is one of the better lead assistants in the NBA, as far as I'm concerned, and two, has really extensive work with this core. So there are really good assistants on this staff. This isn't to knock Scott Morrison, Joe Mazzula, Brandon Bailey, any of the other guys, but I just think that if you do want to stick with one of them, I think Jay Laranega is probably the top candidate. And that being said, there's probably a lot of other staffs now that there's a shakeup in Boston that might go after Jay Laranega and say, we can give you a raise, whatever. Maybe he won't, but I think if you're Ime Odoka, keeping him around kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, he was Brad's number one guy. His relationship with Marcus Smart goes beyond basketball at this point. So I think there's a lot of reasons why you would want to keep Jay Laranega around. On the flip side, I could see because he was Brad's number one guy that, okay, if we want to completely like shake things up, maybe we should clean house. But I think Jay gives off the impression that he's very adaptable, very amenable. I'm sure he will happily concede to whatever Ime wants his role to be. And like we've mentioned in previous episodes, he like was close to getting that Hornets job. So he's like a head coach caliber guy. So I think he's somebody that you would want to keep around if you can. Also wouldn't be surprised if he gets pursued by another team because of those reasons. All right, since Jerome Allen already left, that probably would have been my pick if he didn't accept that job with Detroit. So we have Brandon Bailey, Joe Mazzula, Scott Morrison, and Jamie Young. I, if we're being completely transparent, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them are gone, to be honest. But if I had to pick one to save, I'll go with Joe Mazzula. He's new to the staff, so he's not completely like a Brad guy yet. He worked a lot with Romeo Langford and some of the younger players, which is something that Ime was stressing in his press conference. So maybe he can like really take on that type of role. It's early enough in his career. Like a lot of the other guys who like Scott Morrison, Jamie Young, Brandon Bailey, like they all spent time with the Red Claws or excuse me, the main Celtics. And like they've been in the organization for some time. So maybe Joe is still like a fresh face. I could see him sticking around. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick. I like I think Missoula has done some really good things as an assistant too. I, I think um, Romeo certainly liked working with him a lot. And I think, you know, it's always a good sign when the players you work with specifically definitely develop a relationship with you. So that, that was good. I'll go with Scott Morrison. 
I think there is, you know, like, like Scott is a, has done a really good job connecting with guys. He's a very, like, he's a very smart basketball mind. And I think he's a, uh, he's got, I don't know. There's, he's got like a good personality for, for the role. I think he seems to be somebody who will tell players what they need to hear. That isn't something that's always the case with uh, assistant coaches. He also seems to be somebody who cares very, I mean, he cares very deeply about Shami Oshelay. And that's a guy that he's worked with a lot. He, he, he really invested himself in the players. Like he really invested himself in Gordon Hayward. He really invested himself in Shami Oshelay. I think those types of people, those types of relationship builders are, are, you know, useful to have around certainly. And also, you know, Yudoka talked about being a relationship based kind of guy. So if you're thinking about a potential assistant like that, I think Scott is a, a good option there. Shemi might be the godfather father of his son i think he is yeah so they clearly are tight yeah and all i mean you know (laughs) shemi seems like a wonderful young man so maybe it's very easy to be tight with shemi ojale i don't know but yeah i think i think scott has done a good job of, of building those relationships it's a yeah. good staff. It is a really good staff. So yeah, I, there's certainly some tough decisions, but it seemed like Ime was pretty set on bringing in his own crew. Maybe he keeps one or two, but I, I think he's going to bring in plenty of outside voices. Yeah. I mean, just based on his, if I were to guess just based on his answer, I would actually bet that like it's a completely new staff next I season. I think so too. Just based on his answer. So we'll see. All right, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to everybody who's left us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you know where to find us, and we will talk to you all again later this week.